Kurt Frankum with uh, Leading Saints. I'm recording this on December 29th, 2021, the end, big end of year. This is important for nonprofit organizations like Leading Saints. We're always trying to fundraise. There's there's probably some high rollers out there looking to increase their their tax break and get some more tax deductions on that for 2021. Well, Leading Saints is a place to go and do that. But even if you're not looking for tax deductions, just wanting to help Leading Saints in this coming year, uh, would you go to leadingsaints.org and contribute? Now, it'd be really awesome if you became a subscribing donor, and this gets you access to our core leader library. That's right. You get a cool title of core leader, and you can access the core leader library if you're a subscribing donor through a cool app called Kajabi. And it's got hundreds and hundreds of hours of additional leadership content that you won't find at leadingsaints.org. And uh, we just you know want to trade value for value, and you'll be part of the community. You'll help us uh, keep going in 2022 and beyond, and we need more of your help. We Our operating expenses are not quite there or not quite covered, and so we are constantly looking for additional subscribing donors who can help us out with that. No matter what level of contribution you give, be so much appreciated. And let's be honest, maybe cancel that, you know, streaming service that you never use anyways and transfer that money in your budget to leading saints and uh, you'll bless your life for having additional leadership content. You'll bless leading saints for helping us keep going and you'll bless leaders across the world for doing it. So here's a quick end of year episode where I explain how to create a word podcast and why. Hello and welcome back to an end of year 2021 podcast monologue. I'm not interviewing anybody. It's just me, Kurt Frankham, the host of Leading Saints. And uh, I'm going to answer a question I've gotten a lot. And I'm going to make one episode and I can push people to that episode. Uh, if they have any questions about creating a word podcast... Award podcast, what is that exactly? Well, let me explain to you my approach of of the word podcast. But I first uh, I first need to tell you that this is something I've done before in a previous word. It worked phenomenally. Um, this is something I'm working on doing in this current ward that I'm in. We hit a few hiccups, but nothing we can't get past. And I'm currently serving in the uh, ward mission, and so we're sort of folding this into the ward mission, and I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. But why would you ever want to create a ward podcast? Well, there's a few reasons. One is in any organization, especially a church organization, community is the key. There's always this emphasis and concern about unity in a ward, and we sometimes think, okay, our ward needs to be more unified. So what we should do is we should have a pizza party and we'll have a pizza party and people can talk and it'll be great. But let me tell you, pizza parties are not the key to ward unity. What the key to ward unity is community. And the key to community is hearing each other's stories, right? Not the superficial stuff. They're deep stories about what makes them who they are. And in a typical, you know, uh, Sunday a two-hour uh, block. There's just no, there's no time. There's no space to allow somebody to unpack their story. But once an, a a group of individuals knows each other's story, naturally they're drawn to each other because it humanizes people, and they they want to lean into that, and and everything becomes easier. It becomes a catalyst to so much as. 
people think, oh, a service assignment comes up or sister so-and-so needs uh, needs help. I know her because I've heard her story. And naturally, um, service happens, ministering happens, unity happens. All right. So uh, plus the sort of a side benefit is that uh, it's a great family history piece, right? So you can create a ward podcast, sit, sit down with somebody in the ward and have them tell their story in an hour or so. Obviously, it's not a ton of time to tell all their story, but it's enough. And then they can put that into you know family search or however that works, or they just put it into their files. And then in 50 years, I mean, I would love to hear my great-grandfather tell just a story about his life, about his faith development, about whatever, right? And so that's what we are trying to accomplish with a Ward podcast. It unifies, but it also becomes a great family history piece. All right, so let's get into the nitty-gritty here. Uh, the The basic overall theme here of doing a Ward podcast is you got to keep it simple. You can't get too technical. Or I would even avoid asking that really technical guy in your ward to do the podcast because he'll make it too technical, and he'll take it down the road too far, and then... As he moves out or he gets called to a different position, it's almost impossible to pass that responsibility on because he's overcomplicated it, okay? So as I go through this, my main goal is to get as close to free as possible, and I really think you can set up a Ward podcast for free, okay? And so the equipment, I see so many podcasters get stuck here in the equipment, Sure, you can go on Amazon and they've got lots of options of microphones and recording equipment or whatever, but again, don't get stuck here. Keep it simple. Don't get too technical. And the base level of technical, you can go with this, which is free, is just use your phone. Use two phones. Have one person you know, download an MP3 recorder on your phone. There's a bazillion out there that are for free. And you have it on your phone. The person you're interviewing has it on their phone, so it's nice and close to their mouth. And then you set it down in front of them. I generally recommend recording like with a you know a kitchen table setting, um, and just start recording. And free, no no equipment required. Usually people have smartphones, and it's great. So keep it simple uh, with with the equipment. Now editing. I use a free software you can download. I've used this from day one of of the podcast of Leading Saints back in 2014 when I started the podcast, and I still use it today, but I don't do much editing. I outsource that because I don't like editing, but there's a great simple tool called Audacity, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. Just search Audacity free software in Google, and it will take you to a free download page of Audacity, and you can do that. I think... Uh, Macs have GarageBand. I'm not as familiar with Macs, but I think Audacity works on Macs just the same. And so, boom, you have free editing software and you don't have to do anything too dramatic with it. Now, you may feel like as a podcast, I need music. I need a cool transition music. No, you don't, right? Keep it simple. Because again, you don't want to overcomplicate this. Now, if you figure out how to do that, it really isn't that complicated. You can do it. You could probably go to the church website and download some some hymn music and put it on there because the church lets you use some of those those things and they won't get upset with you. But you didn't hear that from me. So 
You just edit it, export, and then I use another tool called Alphonics, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C-S, and I'll, I'll link to all this stuff. But Alphonics allows you to just upload an MP3 file, and then it, it enhances and balances the audio. So that way, if you interview that sweet grandmother in your in your ward who's very soft-spoken and maybe she isn't she can't get close enough to the mic to sound sound uh, you know bold and and strong then you run it through Alphonics and it will balance the audio. Alphonics is free up to a certain limit but it gives you pr- plenty of free time that could easily facilitate a ward podcast. All right. Hosting. I would go online and just search free podcast hosting. Now, for me personally, I have access to, uh, obviously, through Leading Saints, various hosting resources that when I've done a Word podcast, I just sort of include it in the, the hosting I always already get or that is already being paid for, and it's great. It's Obviously, you're not going to get a ton of traffic, nor is it a, the intent of a Word podcast to get a ton of traffic. So search free podcast host. I used Anchor in the past for one Word podcast, the first one I did. Anchor is a free podcast podcast host and it works pretty great and allows you to easily get listed on all the familiar podcasting services like Apple Podcasts, or, uh, Spotify and whatnot so that people who want to listen to the podcast can easily find it um, because of the host. The host is a lot of people think, oh, well, I've got to figure out how to get my podcast on Apple and on Spotify and on all these different services, but a good host will make that really easy for you to do. So just search a free podcast host. If you want someone to donate and pay for podcast hosting, it's really not that expensive. And so, but you got to find a host for it to live online. And then you need a podcast image, right? You got to look, it's got to look cool on the, on, on the phone as people are listening. And so simply go to canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com and just create a square image. They have a bunch of templates you can go off of, and you can even go to the image collections on churchofjesuschrist.org. If you just search Church of Jesus Christ and uh, f- images, it should link you right to it, and you have all sorts of images you could use. Or what I would recommend is you simply just go out to, on a clear, pretty day, go out in front of your church building and snap a picture of your chapel and make that the the cover art for your podcast, all right? Maybe put some text on there uh, to describe your ward podcast. Um, I think the ward that I first did this in was the Holiday 8th Ward, and I just call it the uh, Holiday 8th Stories or something. And it was awesome, and it looked great. Now, you may have, those are the general technicalities, the editing, the hosting, podcast image, and then you need to engage your ward, invite the ward to participate, and this is trickier than you may think. Obviously, you need the the bishopric's buy-in. This is something you should run by the the bishopric. Don't just like create a podcast and expect the bishop to be on board with that. Uh, obviously, their buy-in is going to help. And then people are going to have a lot of questions. There's some people in your ward that have a lot of familiarity with podcasting. They listen to a bunch of podcasting, and they're just going to say, "Great, what's it called, and how can I subscribe to it?" Others are going to think wait, what is this voodoo that you're talking about and why are you bringing it into the war? And I don't feel comfortable with it. And especially the older generation, and I would say specifically the really old generation. I remember the first time I did this, I'd approach some seniors in the ward and it was like, yeah, these are individuals. We definitely want to hear their story. They've got a lot of history to talk about. And they would look at me like, 
you know, very suspiciously and think, well, this is going on the internet. And what if people like come after me, find my house and steal my social security number and all my furniture? I'm thinking, I don't think you understand what podcasting is. And so they would reject it. And I'd be like, okay, well, let me uh, introduce you to some of the episodes that I've already recorded. And if it's something you'd like to do, that's great. And I'd often just say, hey, and we don't even have to put it on the Ward podcast. I could just come over with my equipment and we could record your living history and save it and your family and posterity will be so grateful that you recorded that, right? So, you know, create options and make sure people are comfortable with it. But what I would do, all right, so I put together this simple document. I'll link to this. You can copy and paste it, adjust it how you wish. But basically it allowed me to give individuals one specific piece of paper and say, hey, I'd love for you to be on the podcast, or do you know how to listen to the podcast? And I can hand these out, and everybody has the instructions right there. So this is what it says, and this will fill in a lot of the details about how I approach this. So uh, first, the purpose. Uh, the ward is a the title of, I'm trying to make this generic for, obviously, the ward podcast is a podcast produced to capture living histories of members of this ward. Through this effort, we will build unity within the ward by getting to know the life experience and background of ward members. It will also be your opportunity to record a portion of your personal living history. Each person that records their living history through the podcast will also be given an MP3 file for their own records. How to listen. To listen to published episodes of the Ward Podcast, you can go to the following URL in any web browser. And so then I'd po paste here the URL that you'd get from the host, whichever host that you would, that you use will provide you with a URL that leads to your podcast. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcasts or any other podcasting app by, and then you can put in, you know, instructions of how to search and whatnot. If you need further assistance, please reach out to me, Brother Frankum, and I put my phone number. Here's some frequently asked questions. Where will the recording take place? Kurt Frankum will be happy to come to your home to record. If you prefer going to his home, that is an option as well. And this is something I meant to um, mention later on, um, is I always try and get the, to record the podcast in their home because there's just a um, mental shift that happens, a, a mental shift of comfort. And when they're sitting in their own home telling their story, they're much more comfortable telling their story rather than going to a third, third or a, you know, separate location like the church or your home to tell their story. Now, it's not a you know, deal breaker. It can happen. I recorded many of these word podcasts in my own home or in a, in a room at the church, but I always try and get them to do it in their home. All right, next frequently asked question. How long will the recording be? I say 30 to 60 minutes. Will you be interviewing couples or individuals? We will focus on individuals, but may interview each individual in a couple during one visit. Will you be interviewing children or youth? No, we will focus on the adult members of the ward, but would encourage you to record your living history as a family. Now, that's a decision and that you can make with, you know, if you want to record youth, whatever. What if you don't want to be interviewed? No problem. If you still want 
to record a Living History interview without it being published to the Public Ward podcast, that is an option. What preparation do individuals need to make before the interview? See the preparation question section. And then follows the preparation question. Uh, questions. I think I'm going to put. Each episode of the of the Word Podcast will be hosted by Kurt Frankham or whomever you decide to host it. With your preparation, he will guide you as the interviewer through various questions and seek out the areas in your life where we can best get to know you and learn about your remarkable life. Yes, it is remarkable. It is important to remember that these recordings are about the living histories of the current members of the ward. You probably have some remarkable stories from the lives of your ancestors, but these interviews will be focused on your life. This is important to include in this description because you will get some individuals who think, oh, my great-great-great-grandfather was the bodyguard of Joseph Smith, and I just got to tell you these four stories that are really only interesting to me. But I got to tell you that, right, you want this to be a living history of the person themselves and not talking about other people. If they want to do that, obviously they can do that on their own time. In preparation, back to this document, in preparation for the interview, consider several of the following questions. Write down your thoughts to help outline the interview and to help you guide your focus during the interview. Stories are most powerful in this medium, so please know any specific stories that come to mind when considering these questions. And I'll get into this in the interview section uh, that, I, that I'm going to explain, but the more you can get people to tell a story, the more interesting it'll be. And obviously, we are wired for story as humans. And so if they tell a story, you want them to lean into that. That Sometimes they feel like, oh, you probably don't want me to go into the details. Yes, I do actually want you want you to go into the details. And so encourage them to to uh, tell those stories. All right, so here are the list of questions I put down that help uh, trigger some thoughts and memories and stimulate some um, content for these interviews. What are two to three memories and thoughts about your childhood that stand out? How would you describe the development of your faith? What role has missionary service played in your life and what role do you hope it plays in the future? What family relationships have had the most impact on your life? What is or was your professional life like? What influenced you to take the professional course you did? What has nurtured your testimony the, mo the most during your adult life? What life experiences has caused you to trust most in God? What do you love most about this ward? If you could send one message a hundred years into the future for your posterity to hear, what would it be? What questions are not on the list that should be considered? Now that uh, second to last question there about what message would you send a hundred years into the future? This is, as you know, on Leading Saints, I always end with, or I try to end, depending on the interview, with the question is, how has being a leader helped you become a better follower of Jesus Christ? Like, I think it's important to have one, like, solid, deep, a powerful question that you can end an interview with, right? So this is how I would end these word podcasts. I just say, imagine you go a hundred years in the future. What would you tell your posterity? And it's amazing the answers that come out, the testimony that comes out. When people can think, "Wow, if I was to speak with them, this is what I would tell them," and they're often quite sweet experiences and responses. And then I just end for any questions. Please contact me with my contact information. And so that fits on one page, I think, or. 
one page front and back. And I just hand that out, and then people can get a sense for it. They know how to subscribe and listen, and away we go. All right? There's a question here. I've already, uh, Mary says, uh, I've already got a podcast approved at the stake level. I haven't heard anything that would suggest that wouldn't work. Am I missing something? Hey, there's no right or wrong way to do this. At a stake level, absolutely. I think this would be a great thing to do at a stake level as well. Now, you may be a different approach. Maybe you find specific experiences in your ward that are maybe more dramatic, right? Maybe you want, there's just a lot of people in a stake, right? One thing you could do, and the power of podcasts, it doesn't have to be an ongoing thing. Maybe you just interview all the stake leaders and hear their story. And so, wouldn't it be cool for someone to move into a stake and they find out there's a stake podcast and, oh, I can find out, I can learn more about my stake president and his life, his faith development, whatever, right? And so then it uh, bonds you to that leader uh, more effectively because you have heard his story. So there's no right or wrong way to do this. If you want to do it on a stake level, there's probably several ideas I haven't even considered that would make this work as well. All right, where am I at here? Um so create a, a letter, a handout that you can give, uh, and again, I'll link to mine. Offer to help people subscribe. Like I, I would stand maybe um, going to Elders Quorum and to Relief Society and say, hey, who doesn't know how to listen to podcasts? And you know, you'll get some hands up. All right, everybody get your phone out, and then in two minutes, just walk, walk them through. If you're an iPhone user, want to go to Apple Podcasts and now search this, right? And... um. And, and help them subscribe so that they're they're listening to the to the podcast or the, and then you could maybe you want to turn on alerts for them right so maybe they're not an avid podcast listener where they're always in their podcasting app but you can turn on alerts for them and so that every time a new podcast is published they'll be notified of that a lot of wards have facebook group pages right this a great place to put the links of every episode would be in that Facebook group as well. And it just becomes sort of this tradition of the war, like, oh, Sister Jones was interviewed this week. I'd love to hear that. I'm going to click on that and listen. And obviously, they can listen right from their browser as well. Um, I don't know if this is the best place to put this detail, but I'll just, now that I'm thinking about it, there always is this, like, privacy concern, right? Like, oh, do we really want to record these personal stories of ward members and just put them on the internet for anyone to consume? There is a way, and depending on a host, it's different for each host, but you may want to find a host that allows you to, um, that, to allows you to make your podcast private. So for example, Leading Saints is not a private podcast because anybody can type in Leading Saints in Apple Podcast or Pocket Cast or any other podcasting app, and it'll pop up. I want it to pop up, right? Because we want as many people listening to that as possible. There is a way to do a private podcast, and a lot of podcast hosts really make it easy. And then you would just give a link to people, and they would take that link, paste it into Apple Podcasts, and it would trigger it and it would pop up. That way, a lot of people aren't, you know, not just anybody can find it. And that maybe helps people feel a little more comfortable with putting their story out there. However, I just don't think it's a big issue. There's just not people that are searching per se, like that are out there looking for your ward's name and podcast. So generally speaking, people aren't, even if, if it is a public publicly listed podcast, they're just naturally not going to come across it. And if they do, 
well, bless their heart, they get to hear faith-promoting stories and uh, and testimony of members of the church. So, but that that may be a concern of individuals. Is this a private podcast? And you really can make it private, pretty easy. All right, now recording. You got all the technicalities set up. You got your your printout, the handout that you're going to send to people. Um, all right, let's go. I'm going to back up here. Go, uh, my good buddy Canoe Lover here on Instagram says, "Great job! I like the idea of uploading the audio files to Family Search. What I would give for a recording of my great grandfather's voice. Am I right? So true." Dan says, "Excellent tips." So we're moving right along here. Yeah, put those questions. Those that are watching uh, this recording live, put it in uh, on Facebook or Instagram, and I'll try and keep my eye on those. So. Um, all right, so going to the recording, the actual recording of the interview. Again, I recommend that you try and just go to their home. It doesn't matter if they have kids. Just say it's okay if there's background noise. It's okay if there's a screaming kid. People know that you're a real person and that you have a life. We can, If there's an interruption, we can just edit that out, and nobody will know the difference. I typically try and schedule couples at the same time. Obviously, they live in the same house, um, if that that's their case, and uh, and that way, I can record one right out of, out of one right after another. Obviously, we want to include the single adults in this word podcast as well. But obviously, you could just record one at a time in that case. Um, again, make sure it's their own story. Don't worry about noise as you're interviewing. And this is maybe uh, you know I've I've done probably seven hundred plus interviews, right? And so you naturally pick up some a skill set. Of, of doing interviews. Um, but here's just some high-level tips as you're doing an interview. You're looking for friction in their story. And what I mean by that is the, the you want to find the struggle in their life, right? And that seems kind of weird, like, oh, I don't want to pry into their life. But that's why you give them that handout and you sort of have primed them for this because it's in that struggle where you're going to find the 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 human in them, right? And the connection where people say, oh, wow, she's struggled like I've struggled, or he's had a tough time like I've had a tough time. So lean into that that friction and don't run away. Like they may say something like, oh, well, as a child, uh, I had an alcoholic father and my parents divorced as, uh, when I was a very young age. You may think, oh, wow, that that sounds you know uncomfortable. But you may lean into that and say, well, tell me about that. How did that impact you as a as a six-year-old seeing your pe- parents separate? Like, how did that impact your decision to be married? Or what what's your relationship like? Uh, what's your relationship like with your father at this point? And, you know, like sort of lean into that and don't hesitate to pry a little bit because that's where you're going to find the struggle. And that's where people will, will connect to. Explore the pain. Explore the trials. I remember doing this in in that first ward, and I interviewed a sister in the ward who had a sweet uh, young baby who was just a few months old die of SIDS. I mean, talk about tragedy, right? But like as she talked through it, and and obviously there was there were tears involved, and she talked about her faith and how she relied on God and and the support of family members, support of ward members. Like I walked away with that. I was a changed person, right? And so individuals want. It can be feel uncomfortable, but you've got to explore that pain and, and lean into it a little bit, right? Obviously, you can take that too far and make it too uncomfortable or push them into areas maybe they don't want to go. But, um, you know, lean into that and find 
find that um, the pain and that those trials because that is what's going to make a phenomenal connection point for the ward and altogether. Next point, as far as uh, publishing, send uh, you know send members a copy of the MP3 file. You can export that very easily from uh, softwares like Audacity. Again, run it through the Alphonics uh, online software, and it really does a good job making sure it sounds great. Um, don't worry about like a schedule. Like obviously, if this was you're starting a professional podcast, I would tell you, yeah, you should really get on a regular schedule, like publishing every week or every other week, just so the audience is aware of how soon you you you're you know when to expect the next piece of content. But um, it doesn't for a word podcast. Like you, again, when you want to keep it simple, you don't want to overwhelm this process to the point where it's like this calling is too much and I can't do this. And I'm just going to tell the Bishop that he needs to find someone else. Like if it a couple of weeks pass, that's great. You'll start finding a rhythm and start publishing on a regular basis. For me, it wasn't that hard to uh, interview and release an episode a week. I'd also encourage you, uh, you know, to batch the episodes. This is exactly what I do with leading saints is I, you know, I have episodes recorded for like until the end of January right now. And so it's not this rush, right? Obviously, this is my job and what I do. And so it's easy to do that. But the more you can batch, like I said, if you go into a home with, with two couples or maybe they have an adult child living with them, you know, you can uh, it, record three of them and that you're covered for, for a while, right? So uh, definitely batch the episodes. Finally, the conclusion I'll say it once, I've said it twice, I've said it 10 times, I'll say it again. Don't overcomplicate this. The because and even you may have someone say, "Oh, don't worry, you know, Bishop, I'm really excited. This sounds like such a fun calling. I'm going to do such a good job." And they overcomplicate it, but then they move, they get called to another calling, they have to be released, and then it's so complicated, there's nobody else to pass it off to in the ward because they've overcomplicated it. They made it too technical. They've, you know, put a a cool undertone of music at the end of each episode and the next person's like, I don't know how to do that. And so then they feel bad that the quality decreases and whatnot. So just keep it simple. Get these stories out there. The audio doesn't have to be phenomenal. doesn't have to be leading saints quality of, of audio. It's that way because I have really great equipment, right? And so you can just keep it simple as long as people can understand it and using some of these software softwares like audacity and alphonics, um, that will improve improve your uh, quality enough to make it, uh, you know, you can understand it and it'd be be great. A lot right now, like I said, I'm serving. I'm the assistant ward mission leader in my ward, and so we've sort of just folded this into the ward mission. And they, we've had other wards in the stake, and other ward missionaries sort of asked me, "How is creating a ward podcast going to lead to like conversions or baptisms?" And it all comes down to community. You stimulate good community in your area or in your ward, it will naturally produce people who want to be a part of that community and want to join that community, who are interested in that community. You may even break this out to say, you know, this is a ward podcast. This isn't just for members of of our church. We're going to interview everybody who's in the boundaries of our ward. So you may find a neighbor across the street who's who's, uh, uh, you know, evangelical or a Baptist, and you're going to interview him and, and hear his story, and then he is bonded to that community, and then suddenly all these people stop by and say, hey, uh, I heard I heard that interview. Wow, what an incredible story. I just wanted to come meet you. My name's Bill, right? So 
there's so many ways to do this, or you can fold it into just the family history. And that's what we did with the first ward I was a part of. Is I was, I think we call me the living history specialist. I love these these callings we give each other. Um, and so there's so much to do, so many ways to approach it. Like uh, Mary's comment earlier, she's going to do one on the stake level. I would, I'm excited to hear from Mary as far as how that goes and what she learns and different things you can use from it. And then as people, as more and more ward members subscribe and become a part of it, it's similar to like a ward uh, Facebook group where you can use it as sort of a megaphone, right? You got announcements. What if every week you just put on there a short recording of all the announcements and people know I can, I'm not missing any announcements because the bishopric puts them on the, the podcast and it's simple as creating a quick MP3 note, uploading it and away it goes. So um, you can call one person to do this. You can call a group of people. Again, you may just say, hey, all you family history people, this is part of your responsibility. You can do it. But again, the reason we do this is it creates community and it creates great family history content as well. So if you have any other questions related to starting a word podcast, go to leadingsaints.org slash contact and check us out there and um, and send me, me a message and we'll try and respond to it. But again, just keep it simple. This podcast episode will probably expire at some point just because the technology changes and software and online hosting platforms change, and hopefully they make it easier. But but podcasting is just another form of social media. It's another social media platform like Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And so the more you can get uh, your board engaged in each other's lives and, and hearing each other's stories, it will do amazing things. I just want to remind people we're at the end of 2021, and even if you're listening to this uh, long past that, we always need your help at Leading Saints. You go to leadingsaints.org and hit the donate button. Become a recurring subscriber and become a core leader is what we call our subscribing donors. And uh, for as as much money you you can give every month, you can... um, get access to additional content through the core leader library and it helps us continue our mission of creating content like this and uh, the content we create through the podcast the website the virtual conferences and so forth so go to leadingsaints.org slash donate or just hit that big donate button on leadingsaints.org and that'll get you to the place become a subscribing donor and enjoy more of the content at leading saints 